Are you struggling to stay productive as you work on your writing goals? Well, in today's episode, I will be sharing my favorite productivity tools so that you can see if one or more of them might work for you. Now, though it's my hope to give you some ideas of what you can do to increase your productivity, there isn't a guarantee that these tools will work perfectly for you. This episode is more to give you some options that you might consider. And if it works for you, great. Now, as I go over each tool, I will also share with you how and why I use it and how it has helped me to stay productive. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Salome's Writer Therapy, where you and your writing connect. So let's talk planners. Now I'm not going to go into details on the different types of planners you can get because there's a lot of them, but I do want to talk about the value I get from using a planner or multiple planners, as is the case with me this quarter. Now, I have tried a lot of planners and planner systems over the years, and to be honest, I haven't found a single one that is perfect for how my brain works. But that's kind of my point here. There is not a productivity tip or tool out there that is a perfect fit for everyone. Your responsibility, if you want to increase your productivity, is to experiment with different things until you find the combination that works best for you. So for me, I realized that I needed a place to record and track my tasks and to-do lists, as well as a place to do future planning. So that is what I use my planners for. I currently use the HP90 planner for my business, life tasks and future planning, and the Heroes Journal for a special project that I'm working on this quarter. Now I will link both of these planners in the description below for you to check out. But just a quick note, the HP90 planner that I spoke of is a companion to the HP90 system that's taught by Sarah Cannon. And she talks about it on her YouTube channel, Heart Breathings, and she runs a course on the HP90 system every quarter. So I will link her YouTube channel and her course pages below as well. Now, as I said, the planners aren't exactly a perfect fit for me because I don't really like using multiple planners that much, but it's still a work in progress for me. I'm experimenting and that's okay. And that's what I want to emphasize here. It doesn't have to be perfect to get you started on improving your productivity. So the reason why I started using a planner instead of jotting down my to-do lists on random notebooks or on sticky notes as I did in the past is that using a planner offers structure and for me at least also a measure of accountability. Now let me explain that one a bit because I realized that it might sound a bit strange. If I have a planner that is set up for the next quarter, the next month or the next week, I tend to stick to it a little bit better because I hate to see like these random blank pages pop up when I flip through the planner. So that adds that measure of accountability for me. In the back of my mind, I have this thing of you have to use the planner. You have to do the things because otherwise there's just a blank page and we don't like the blank pages. So for me, that works well to give me that structure that the planner offers and also kind of forces me to do the things so that the planner is used instead of just lying there. All right, so the next thing that I want to talk about is time batching or calendar blocking. Now, if you've never heard of the term time batching or calendar blocking, it just means that you allocate specific times in your calendar or your schedule to specific types of tasks. For example, you might batch all your writing related tasks together or your admin related tasks or cleaning the house 
things like that. And how you batch your tasks is completely up to you. You can do it per day, like the day of the week, like themed days, or you can batch per working session or however best suits your situation. Now, I usually batch my tasks per day and then also into multiple two-hour work sessions throughout the day. The reason I use time batching or calendar blocking is that it helps me to stay focused on what I'm doing because it forces me to plan out when I will be doing what. So I know that I can let go of everything else for this moment and I focus on this one type of task right now. It also works well for me because when I start working, I tend to hyper focus. So the time batching helps me to get more done with similar types of tasks that stack together because it gives me a larger time frame to work with and allows me to get into that hyper focus mode. Whereas if I do like shorter sessions, like the popular 25 minute sprint or the Pomodoro method, I don't feel as productive because it feels like too short a span for me to work in. So by batching my tasks together and allowing myself a little bit of a longer stretch of work, and that's why I stick with two hour work sessions because that's long enough for me to get quite a lot done, but it also gives me time to take breaks in between. So I don't work like a full eight hours stretch or something like that. So this helps me tremendously because I go into that hyper-focus mode when I'm working. All right, so the next thing that I wanna talk about is routines. This is one of those things that will work great for some people like me, and terribly for others, like my husband, for example. Now, routines are probably the single greatest productivity tool for me because creating routines around the different areas of my life, like my writing, my business, my home, etc., serves as a trigger for my brain. It creates a sense of predictability that allows me to know exactly what I need to be doing at any given time. Now, this sense of predictability is what a lot of people don't like about routines because I guess it's not that exciting and it might not allow a ton of flexibility. But for me, at least, I don't know, it creates a sense of control or safety regarding my schedule and allows me to focus on the work rather than stressing about when I'm doing what or if I'm getting something or anything like that. Okay, so the last productivity tool that I want to talk about is coffee. No. I'm just joking, sort of. This last tool is a comfortable and known environment. Now, I'm not the most neat or tidy person in the world. So all the times that I've heard the advice to create a clean and tidy environment to increase your productivity, I almost cringe because I know my workspace will never be clean and tidy for more than like five minutes. But what I found does help me immensely is when my workspace is comfortable and familiar. And yes, that includes having a coffee handy while I'm working. To have a space that is comfortable and familiar is soothing. And that's important to me because as you might have noticed as I've gone through the list of productivity tools that helps me, I prefer to work in a predictable pattern with things just the way I like it with as little stress as possible. So having a comfortable and familiar workspace reduces my anxiety and I don't get distracted when everything is where I want it to be. It helps me to stay focused on the work instead of running around to get my hands on the things that I might need while I'm working. All right, so there you have it, my favorite productivity tools. Now, as I mentioned before, these tools might work for you, they might not. 
but I hope you will see that to be productive, you don't need everything to be perfect to get things done. All you can do is try to find a productivity system that works with who you are and how your life is right now. And if this episode has helped you in any way, I'd appreciate it if you would consider giving it a like or subscribing so that you don't miss future episodes. And the last thing that I want you to remember is to create your productivity system that works for you and who you are doesn't have to look anything like anyone else's. If one part of someone's system looks like it might work for you, try it out and cherry pick the things that works with who you are, how your brain works, how you think, and also how your life is right now. What's the season of your life? So you will have to do a little bit of work to find the system that works best for you. And that's why I said at the start of the episode, the only thing you can do is experiment, try different things and see how it works. For me, for example, I would never have known that the Pomodoro method of 25 minute sprints doesn't work for me if I didn't try it myself. And I have used it on and off over the last couple of years. And in some cases, like especially when I'm on a deadline or things like that, it does help. But overall, on my day-to-day productivity, it just doesn't feel like it fits. If you try something and it doesn't work, don't feel bad about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that needs to measure your productivity. You are the one that needs to be okay with how you do things and how you accomplish your tasks. But you won't know what works for you and what does actually help you to increase your productivity if you don't try things. So that's my challenge to you. If you don't have a productivity system that works perfectly for you yet and you want to try something different, try something different. So with that, you will find the productivity system that works perfectly for you. But before I go, do you struggle to find the best writing software for you? Because I know there's a lot of them out there, right? And how do you know if it's the right fit for you? To try and help you a bit, I've created an episode where I list a few of my favorite writing softwares and how I use them and what the value is that I get from them so that it might help you to choose the best one for you. So click on the screen or in the link in the description below to check that episode out. So until next time, may your creativity flow freely and your fingers dance upon the keys. Keep writing with joy and stay connected. Cheers.